This episode of The Incubator is proudly sponsored by Chiesi. Providing innovative neonatology solutions for more than 35 years, Chiesi is committed to supporting the neonatology community and the NICU families you serve. To learn more, visit www.nicuconnections.com slash incubator. This is The Incubator, a weekly discussion about new advances in neonatology and the fascinating individuals who make this progress possible. I am Dr. Ben Korsha. And I'm Dr. Daphne Yasova-Barbeau. We are neonatal intensive care physicians. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the uh, podcast. We are at the NEC Symposium, and we are joined by Leslie Napolitano. Leslie, thank you for being on the show. Absolutely. So, My pleasure. Um, people may not be familiar with who you are, but you are um, the mother of Jen Canvasser and the grandmother of Micah. That is correct. Daphna, go ahead. Well, you know, we've been talking a lot to parents this uh, these last few days, and hearing their stories, I think, has really impacted everyone. And I've always been kind of acutely aware of um, how complicated a NICU admission is for grandparents and extended family members who are kind of often left out of the discussion, so to speak. Um, it seems to me that you have kind of multiple patients uh, to care for. And so I you do, you, can- you do, because you get that call that your child has been you know, taken to the hospital, maybe in preterm labor or there's complications. So there's that first panic mm-hmm. because it's your child. Yeah, that's your baby. And then you sit and you know listen to what the doctors have to say. And then you have that worry, yeah. what's going to happen with your child. And then the potential of what's going to happen with your grandbabies. And it is um, difficult because you can't, you can't show that grief or worry externally because you need to be strong for your, for your kids. And your in, you know, whether it's your son-in-law or your daughter-in-law, you have to be really strong for them. Yeah. And it's hard. I spend a lot of time in my car in the parking garage crying. I believe, you know, and hitting the steering wheel in frustration. Yeah. What do you think we can do as clinicians or NICU professionals to support extended family members? First off, you know, many families in the NICU don't have the, I'm going to say, privilege of having their parents or their extended, Mm. extended family there. So if we are there, um, Maybe not include us in the in the rounds in the morning, but oftentimes I was the person there for the rounds in the morning and I had to communicate later what was happening. Um, but no, we're part of the team. Know that we know what the baby looks you know looked like last night, and if there's any difference in the infant in the morning, uh, we recognize that. Yeah, and I think that's we're some, very in tuned. That's something that. W- Thanks to your initiatives, Daphna, we've been able to really uh, roll out in our unit where extended family members are integral part of the of the care team. 
and also maybe something that people can remember to um, sort of clarify right at the beginning of mm. the admission. These people that are grandparents, we're going to tell them just as much as, as you and you are okay with this so that there's no confusion that like, ah, oh, this is not the parents, so I cannot really tell them. You mean there the, is having the parents' consent for- well, Right off the bat, right off the bat. their family proxy. I would say there there is that concern um, on the healthcare staff, you know, and mm-hmm. the clinicians when you're there. Um, we set that very clear precedence early on with our staff, and we specifically asked for a um, set of nurses that would help care for Micah and right. us- you know, as we went through the process. Um, and again, because we recognize, you know, changes in the babies, um, you know, throughout the, throughout the day, and we bring it up to the, the nursing staff or surgical staff as they come through to make their, to make their rounds. It's, um, we're just as intuitive as our kids are. Mm-hmm. How, how difficult is it to navigate how um, um, active you must be in the entire process, because I think, so right, because at some point you say, you have to step back. You, right? It says it's not my place, but on the yeah. other hand, maybe your, in this case, your daughter does something, say, I wouldn't have done this this way, or I would have asked more, or I would have pressed well, more we, about this. Je- Jennifer and I obviously have a very incredible relationship. Uh, we can say anything we need to say to each other, which is fantastic. Um, so we have very open lines of communication. Uh, but there were times when she was very abrupt, like, okay, stop, take a step back. I'm taking care of this. Mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying, but please. Let- mm-hmm. And then if I was there solo, it's like, well, I'm here. I'm right. going yeah. <laughs> to sort I'm the of man in the arena. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I can recall um, surgical staff came in um, to check Micah's lines and they were like, oh gosh, we have to change this line. Mm. I was holding him. And they're like, well, we can, and he was fragile. So we can either, you know, we can move him back into the bed or we can do it right here. Right. And I was like, okay, <laughs> we'll do it right here. Right. <laughs> so they did the procedure like wow. as he was on my lap. Wow. Was, yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Those are things you never... Uh, we'll forget. I mean, we're coming to the end of the next symposium, and and this has been. Everybody is raving about the the conference, about the symposium. Everybody is uh, so many compliments about the next society. I'm curious about if we backtrack and come to the day where Jen tells you that she wants to build this. Oh, I remember. What is what is your reaction? Yeah. Yes. Both because <laughs> we know because I have to say this on the front. You are extre- you've been here yes, setting totally up you've, you, your yes. support oh, for Jen and the Next Society is yeah. without bounds. I'm, I'm, but I'm just curious when she presents the idea to you, do you say good idea, bad idea? How do you feel about that? Because it is it's it's utilizing a trauma to to maybe a higher purpose and that's sometimes very difficult. Yeah. And you probably heard this from Crystal um because it's a common phrase. It's either Bitter or better, mm. right? And how do you pay it forward so another family doesn't have to suffer the same things mm-hmm. that you've had to suffer through? Um, when we started the book drive, we're like, absolutely, we can do a book drive. We started blood drives. Absolutely, we could do blood drives in, in honor of Micah Smiles, right? Mm-hmm. And then when this is, you know, the whole NEC nonprofit came up, I'm like, why not us? 
Mm. Right. It can't it be us? Here's the money. Go do it. Right. You know, absolutely. Somebody has to do it. And we have the wherewithal, so we will kick it off. And Jen has mentioned that basically, just like everybody in life, she had a certain set of skills that she could leverage to make yes. this a success. And, yes. and she went full throttle when it comes to that. Was there any reservation about um, Jen pursuing this particular road? None, because I knew it was going to be her therapy. Mm. Understood. It was going to That's be, so as she has said, it's going to be the way that she was going to be able to parent Micah. Mm -hmm. She said that. She said that yeah. multiple times. Yeah. In this uh, absolutely. And it sounds like some of um, the projects for the Next Society that you've been most um, involved in have been part of your grieving process yeah, also. Very artistic. Yeah. Can you yeah. tell That's us Sort about, of my relief. Yeah. Tell us about yeah. the Tree of Courage. Yeah. You just posted it on social media oh, this you. morning. And about the book. The book. Yes. Okay. So uh, Tree of Courage, um, and it's kind of... When you are in a space for almost a year, mm -hmm. it becomes ingrained in you. And uh, I knew I wanted to use primary bright colors and also have something very stark because the PICU NICU is that way, mm -hmm. right? It has incredible sorrow and loss, but it also has incredible happy moments. And um, that sort of culminated into what the Tree of Courage looks like. Uh, which now um, I'm so honored that it um, hangs at CS Mott. And when um, they called me, because I thought it was going to go into the nurse's break room. I right. really did. I thought that's where it was going to go because it was a, you know, a thank you to them. It, um, they said, well, we would like to hang it in a public space. And I'm like, oh, wow, mm -hmm. fantastic. Right. <laughs> I'm so honored. But when I walked through the door, You know, there's double doors. And as I walked through and started down the hallway, I never noticed the floor before. Mm. The floor has all the different swirls of primary colors. Wow. That ended up, in, as you know, they were in your mind. They were right. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that, actually, yeah. because I, my father is, a, is an artist as well. So I've grown up around canvas and paintings and exhibitions and whatever. Yeah. Um, the painting for people... People can find the painting on the on the Next Society website, but it is very Van Gogh-esque. Yes. And, and that is not my normal style of painting. I, right. I do landscapes. Mm. And I do um, wild birds, you know, predatory birds and things like that. So this is not my style at all. And so and so did this when you this, when you painted the swirls, there's a lot of different swirls of different colors. Was this was the, was there an intention there's behind There's emotion in that, right? Yeah. There it's the Movement. the NICU pick you, the environment, the interactions with the the staff, the uh, the other families, the there's just so much going around you. Mm -hmm. I I believe that's where it came from. Yeah. And there's, you know, moments of, that you're blue and, and then there's mm -hmm. green where there's life and there's moments when you have fury. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I that's, think that's exactly, um, depending on where you look at the painting, it, it, yeah. uh, it draws out a different kind, kind of emotion. Right. But the truth is that all of the colors are kind of abutting one another. And yes, I mean, right. I think that is yeah, it really comes together. Yeah. Right. The tree, the tree connects all these Everything. aspects and it's basically a little bit like the logo of the next society. This is one whole. Yes. And this is yes. not something that can be separated. You can't, you can't do any of those. It's all, it all comes together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the book. Okay, so the, the book, um, 
you know, we, we've read a lot of books. We had, as I said earlier, we had a giving library, mm-hmm. and we've never found the right book that would have um, a hopeful ending right. and kind of carried the family through um, a, a joyous moment to, oh my gosh, my little one is not well, to my little one is now gone, what do I do after? And so Jennifer's like, I'm going to write a book. I'm like, awesome, fantastic, go write a book. Because she's a great writer. And I'll tell you, there was definitely a need in the space. Um, I've purchased every book on, like, children's book, really. That's the feel of it, though. I think it's for all ages. It's for all ages, Um, yes. And um, And none of them quite fit what I felt our families needed leaving the NICU after a A loss. loss. And so just so we, everybody knows it's called forever. Our little one, it can be purchased on the nextsociety.org website. That is correct. Um, But tell us what the, you know, what the book means to you. Uh, I, I find the book as a sign of um, hope. It purposely does not have the end at the back of the book because there isn't an end. Mm. No matter if you grieve externally or you are a very private person, there's never an end. I mean, that, the child, the loss um, will always, always be with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, trying to, you know, find a way um, to communicate that to all ages, um, especially, you know, children under, you know, say 12 and under, find a way that you can comfortably tell a story and help paint sort of this hopeful end um, of love and compassion. That's the arc of the book. Yeah, it certainly feels the book is, it seems like how your family is living life by using um, Micah's uh, story to leave such a, a legacy um, of of his life, right. and I think it, it he does. Gave, he gave us everything he could, mm. and he smiled every day. I mean, even those last couple of days, he still could smile at mm-hmm. us. And it's with that you carry it forward. There will never be another um, difficult thing in my life. It has given me such perspective and grounding. Um, and I use that. I use that in my personal life. Right. I use that in my professional life. I'm like, whatever you throw at me is not going to, you know, it's not going to yeah. trip me up because I've already gone through the hardest thing in my life. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It seems like a, a message for families who are maybe really early in their grief yes. about yeah. how you continue yes. to live how with How you can grief. continue to live with grief. Mm-hmm. A- absolutely. And my, my hope, our hope, Jennifer, um, our hope is that it does end up in palliative care. Mm-hmm. It does end up on on, on the floor, mm-hmm. and it is available for um, clinicians to hand to a family before they go home. I think this is the message of the next symposium that we haven't really highlighted, which is your presence, your message of as as not the direct parent, but the parent of the parent. How just being there, just be there. And, and remain there. And you've been here at the symposium every day and you are by Jen's side. And I think to me, that's, that's the lesson in parenting that I'm taking away from, from the symposium because, um, because it's not easy. What you're doing may seem easy because you are here and you're helping out, you're doing tasks, but it's, what you're doing clearly is not simple and and I commend you for that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. And I appreciate an investment it. of love for sure. Yes, mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Lead with kindness always. 
Leslie, thank you so much yeah. for dropping by. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations again. Time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Incubator. If you like this episode, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast or the Apple Podcast website. You can find other episodes of The Incubator and new shows from The Incubator Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the podcast app of your choice. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to send us questions, comments, or suggestions to our email address, nikupodcast at gmail.com, or by visiting our website, www.the dash incubator.org you can also message the show on instagram or x formerly known as twitter at nikki podcast thanks again for listening and see you next time this podcast is intended to be purely for entertainment and informational purposes and should not be construed as medical advice if you have any medical concerns please see your primary care practitioner thank you <laughs>